episode 23. How's everyone doing today? Mike? Doing all right, man. I'm trying to figure out this Facebook Live thing. You know, this is the second attempt at Facebook Live um, within, well, no, the f- like fifth attempt of Facebook Live within the hour. Um, but I'm doing all right, man. Can't complain. Um, just excited about today's topic and excited about the new season that we're in. Episode number 23. 2018. 2018, episode number 23, and it is freezing in here. We've been here for an hour. We've been here for, yeah, we've been here for about an hour. <laughs> Trying it to is, figure out Facebook Live. It is cold. <laughs> uh, we had another camera set up, couldn't get it to work. Now we're on my phone. Either way, we need to hit this topic up. I mean, this is this is the essence of what's happening today. Nope. Um, don't have any sponsors to shout out. Uh, I mean, you know, we can shout out people, but I think we'll start doing that next episode. I think we'll start shout out some people that are doing some great things um, in you know within the city, within yep. you know, and so forth. So I definitely want to shout those people out. Uh, but right now, I want to shout out Geology. Uh, your man Geo right here. He's got his book out. Give us a little details about your book. My book is out and my publisher's website. If you do want the ebook, uh, just email us, proofbeyondreason at gmail.com. You can look me up on my blog, geologyblog.com as well. For those out there who do not know, I do poetry, spoken word, as well as articles about different things or the perspective of how I view things going around in the world so yeah so what's the book called the book is called kairos you won't find it under geology those of you who don't know uh you can find it under my pen name lucius alexander wolf Oof. yes that just sounds amazing <laughs> stephen king who you know what i'm saying um so check out his book email us so that we can send you the link and uh and yeah it'll be great so uh today's topic New age movement. New age movement. So this topic really falls in line to a lot of the things that we've already discussed in previous episodes. Um, and, and so... It like interconnects everything. It does. It does. I think it's it's the base of a lot of what's happening when you talk about other worldviews. Uh, we have... Clearly, we have 22 other episodes. So check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, we've got our episodes uploaded there. Um, and for today's episode also including Facebook Live. So um, so definitely uh, listen to our things and and ask questions. You know, email us, send yep. us messages on Facebook. Uh, we have, what else we have? We have something else going on. Uh, Instagram, Instagram's right? Instagram's going up right now. Yeah, Instagram account, just open it, have some interesting followers on that. So, um, so really excited. But uh, New Age Movement, what is it and how do we respond as Christians to the New Age Movement? We have to respond to it in love, but let's talk about it. G, New, New Age. Age Movement. It's a collection of beliefs, doctrines, dogmas of Eastern, or it's mostly influenced by metaphysical thought systems as well as the, some theologies. So we have some aspects of Hinduism, a lot of topics about reincarnation. We have a lot of things like a positive movement type of thing where you're trying to be a better you. But most, mostly in essence, it's about us being divine or us being gods. So everything is connected in unity. It's, it's weird because uh, it's kind of like a, a melting pot. It's the New Age movement. So 
just a quick difference. So the postmodernism movement or postmodernism is is essentially a movement where uh, it, it's 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 thinkers, it's people that are thinking, critics, those that will deconstruct the worldview or deconstruct the thought process. Um, I think our generation, our millennial generation, uh, has really dug deep into the the postmodern era. Um, as far as looking at, you know, when we talk about employers and you look at the corporate system at large, there's a deconstruction of what that looks like, the hierarchical system. Uh, millennials just want to move that out of the way. And that's really part of the postmodern thought is to, is to say that the things that may have worked in the past or the thoughts and the philosophies that worked in the past, we're here to bring criticism to those thought processes. We're here to bring criticism to those worldviews. And, um, so as we look at that and as we think about postmodern versus new age, they are different in the sense that uh, the new age movement actually will embrace the worldviews. Postmodern uh, questions, rejects, deconstructs. New age almost everything. Correct. New age is this melting pot where they just take ideas from different systems and they'll just put it in this melting pot and stir it up and then feed it to you and then put salt and butter and vinegar here you go taste it you like it um so the new age movement is kind of like that that's 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 the mentality mm -hmm. behind it where there is no absolute truth it's everything relative everything so is relative it's basically we're all divine so that in essence you're your own god so if the light is green for you the light is green for you that's your reality you have developed that reality in essence so that everything fits directly accordance to what you believe so you can pick and choose and that's <clears throat> that's very dangerous very very dangerous it's a, it's a tough system to hang your hat on mm -hmm. it, it is a tough system to hang your hat on i was listening to ravi zacharias um and he was talking about this uh he's he's indian Right. So so the new age movement is really an Eastern philosophy where you embrace and you say there is no absolutes. You mm -hmm. you kind of include everything. You embrace everyone. And it sounds good. Um, and but the, but you end up excluding at some point. So the criticism that the new age movement would have with other worldviews that are about uh, that will exclude or will have um, things that are exclusively true. Like Christianity, Christianity uh, believes that uh, Jesus is exclusively the only way to God and the only way to heaven. And so the New Age movement would say, no, there's multiple ways, mm -hmm. right? We, we all travel uh, in, on, on the same mountain. There's the same mountain. We're all trying to get to the top, but there's just different sides of the mountain. The problem with that is, is you will end up, philosophically speaking, you're going to end up excluding and making your system an exclusive system. Mm -hmm. So so from a philosophical standpoint, it self-destructs. So Ravi, in his interview, he was talking, he said, you know, I'm Indian, and I understand the Eastern thought. And it, it was, he was just poking fun at it. He said, so, so the thought is, I either use the both-hand system, where I say everything is okay, or I use nothing else. So I can't use the either-or system, where I say it's either A or B. It can't be A and B. Uh, your system says we can use both. 
And so the guy he's asking, he's like, hmm, the either or seems to emerge in that situation, doesn't it? And then Ravi leans to him and he says, yes. And in India, it's either the bus or me, not both, right? So I'm crossing the street. It can't be both. It can't be simultaneously the same reality. So there's going to be an exclusivity of a situation there's going to be an exclusivity of the worldview uh, and that's kind of what we're after is to is to, to to question the new age movement as it is um so what's present right now with the new age movement what's going on with that i mean a lot of things are present in the new age movement. you'll see it a lot in facebook especially so what we have now is the feel good or positive movement so they consider it the conscious conscious awakening so for those of you who don't know new age the term it usually just reflects to the aquarian age which means the age of aquarius right so you heard aquarius, that song correct. age yes. of aquarius exactly. right. so it's seeking enlightenment so the next step of human evolution is not physical it's spiritual mm. so to them it's we're not close to god or we're not all unified because we lack knowledge or we lack our like evolving ourselves as humanity mm. so it's like a spin-off of gnosticism kind of but i mean they include gnosticism so how do they grow it so how does so god's not a he god is an it so then how do you grow in the spirituality piece of that you get gurus you get spiritual leaders you get ideas or philosophies and then whatever knowledge that you believe or whatever knowledge that you didn't know before, you're now attaining. So you're elevating yourself. So then your guru is someone who's already attained already the attained enlightenment piece, level. right? Correct. Got you. So like I was saying, in Facebook, we have these, I don't know if anyone has seen them or Mike, if you've seen them, especially on YouTube, I see a lot of them. You're talking about people that continuously talk about consciousness or that we have to be in the right vibrations or frequencies. If we're not, that reminds me of another song. But if I'm not we're not go. attracting positivity or we're not thinking positive, we're not going to have a positive life. Right, 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 right. And I, you know, and I would say even uh, because we, it's it's diving into the spiritual aspect more. But you know, I think from a, a very practical standpoint, the like to think in a, to think positively is not all bad that's not, not what bad. we're saying it's not bad um you know to to think that something is positive to think uh that uh, i need to go to work or i need to uh, face the situation with a positive um you know positive thoughts in mind i think first you have to define what is positive of the situation mm-hmm. so what does that mean to you or what does that mean absolutely to say positive or negative because that can get thrown out in so many ways um but the void of suffering or the void of saying that there are, in fact, negative consequences to actions in spite of how you're thinking about it, mm-hmm. you deny the truth that there are negative consequences to our actions. So if I'm going to rob a bank, I can think very positively that I'm going to get out of the situation. But should, I in, should a, a negative consequence be upon me? I can think positive all day. I'm still going to jail. Like that doesn't change the result of my thinking. So um, I think when we're talking about the the movement or the spiritual aspect, we're talking more specifically that we have become divine or we become God so that we can 
physically change our environment through the thinking and through even you hear this in churches sometimes you know speak it into existence and it'll come like biblical christianity that is not biblical christianity that is new age movement i mean something that recently uh i believe 2003 and forward was something that a lot of people started believing in which was i don't know if you've heard of it it was a movie or book called the secret where it talked about the law of attraction yes so if if i said i'm going to go outside and money's just going to come to me it's a broad thing i'm saying because money can come in any facet but i'm saying or sending it out to the universe that i'm going to get lots of money lots of money coming to me and yet in essence i'm not putting in the work see that's the piece right there i'm not putting in the work and yet it's gonna come to me that's the piece right there is so if you're gonna tell a lie you you have to tell some truth there has to be some truth some validity that you can taste and you can because if you're just telling a blatant lie it's not attractive but if you're telling some truth it is very attractive to find out what the result mm-hmm. is. So if we're talking about that, and I love that you brought that up because though you gotta put in the work. Like, so if if I if I have a certain pursuit, so if I'm talking about wealth, we're talking about money, and I have as an objective that I want to save this amount of money, I wanna pay off my debts, or I want my career to go in a certain direction. I'm taking steps. I wrote it down. I created goals. I'm focused on the goal. And in my in the pursuit of my goals, if I'm persistent and if I have the right strategy in place, if I have the right people around me, I can start to achieve a certain level that I didn't know that I could achieve before because now I'm focused on it. What you're saying is the movement is such that it's simply to say it it's and it will become dreams. it's all dreams and we don't wake up to the reality and accomplish those dreams Ooh, okay so that's the problem majorly other than that it's that we keep hearing these people are seeing these uh they quote themselves as entrepreneurs so mm. they'll go and do talks they'll say you have to think it and make it happen and by the way and i watch all those talks ted talks and uh, you know all those motivational I mean, speakers. I, I, I watch them i watch them I watch, I watch them. I mean, they inspire, but the thing is, people are getting so hooked on Correct. the idea, but not the execution. Correct. So Correct. they'll see, even you were talking about it in churches. I follow this, uh, well, I'm not really going to name anything. Don't name but I drop. Fo- I follow things on Instagram where I repeatedly start seeing, I start scrolling down, and it's just like, God has your spouse waiting for you. And yet, nothing about, like, as a man, me being a man, biblical If man. you didn't know, G is a man. He is all male. Okay, go, <laughs> go. But me being a biblical man, reading in the context of Scripture, God doesn't just tell me to wait. What does he say? I must find a wife. I must pursue as well. And yet, there's some people who just, like, I put that out there. I'm praying to God. He's going to bring me my wife. And then they just sit, waiting. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Uh, it's, it's not. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't no. work like that. It, as far as or wanting to attract something, right? Because because if you're in a situation where you're there, it, there's hopelessness. Mm-hmm. The miraculous can come as a result of you know seeking after God and mm-hmm. so forth, right? But there is still the action, right? You're seeking after God. You're you're diving into Word. You're 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 making something actionable, but 
I think because the law of attraction is very attractive. It's the truth. It is a very attractive uh, uh, philosophy. And, you know, the, the, the stoic philosophy as well, that, that kind of all coincides where it's, you're, you're, it's this emotionless person where, you know, the art of not giving a, a crap, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. where where there, you don't have emotion. You're not connected to the things that are around you. You make decisions based off of logic or reason, um, but, but you don't necessarily have to invest in people or consider the person because you're in pursuit of this goal. All of this stuff that we're mentioning, we're kind of ranting a little bit. All of it's new age. That's the thing, yeah. All of it is new age. And yet, people keep saying that they don't believe in a religion. Or you'll see atheists a lot. Like, I'll have some people, especially uh, coming into work and stuff like that. I'm not really allowed to talk about certain things when someone brings something up. But yet, they'll say something like, oh, I don't believe in God. But then they'll be like, Oh, but I saw my horoscope yesterday and it says today I'm going to have a good day. So they're already picking and choosing aspects of different religions, different beliefs. So in essence, they're new agers. It's tough, man. Um, So right now in our culture, I think it's, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, but I think it is the, I think we're in the best era one of the best eras of human history when we're talking about knowledge and opportunities and wealth, the, the, the distribution of what the ability to gain wealth mm-hmm. for today as compared to previous days. I mean, you could do anything. There's so much we can paid. do. There's so much that we have access to. Um, and the fact that information, like the fact that we can do this, you know, whatever live and we mm-hmm. can we can touch the different countries. Shout out to Japan. Like we oh, have a following yes. in Japan. Like I think that is pretty cool. Uh, it was Japan. We had some of uh, Japan's the, the country that stuck out. Shout out to Japan. If you're listening, we yes. love you guys. Keep listening to us. Keep spreading the word. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we can reach all these different places. So there's influence everywhere. There's there's influence in a way that we've never had before. So it's a beautiful time because we can challenge worldviews. We can talk about things that we had no idea about 100, 200 years ago. Yep. You know, we in some cases, we had no idea about Eastern philosophy if you lived uh, in the United States. Unless someone came and visited you. Correct, right? You had to wait centuries. You had to wait for this anomaly situation. But today I go online, I do research, bam, I have access to all this information. So it's, it's a beautiful time we live in, but it is one of the most dangerous times. But I mean, it was like around 1970s that New Age movie just sprung up. Yeah, everyone just started doing yoga. Be- well, because the the if you think you know the uh, you had planes that were going internationally and they were coming in and out. Uh, you had television, so television was airing throughout all of the world. Radio was picking up, so you had different forms of communication. Now you have Facebook and 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 other social media outlets, and there's like no stopping our ability to Everyone's communicate with each other. Right. So it's a beautiful time because we can see that, but it's also a dangerous time because of things like this, mm-hmm. where you have things that have the appearance of truth, that have um, that have some realm of possibility that are very attractive from a philosophical standpoint, yet there's nothing to hang your hat on it. Not even the appearance of truth. It's now just if I 
think it's right to believe or if I feel comfortable taking in that information, I will. And if not, I'll just exclude it. It's so strange because practically as you live life, you don't live life that way. Mm-hmm. You don't live life to say, well, you do you, I'm going to do me. But if what I want to do affects you affects you in some way, so I don't necessarily go to you or beat you up or you know vandalize your home, but I do something that affects your financial situation. So if I vote for a candidate that affects your financial status, right? So they raise taxes, they lower taxes, but it affects you, then you're like, what the hell, bro? What's going on, man? Or if I take your parking, I know that's your parking space, but I think the biggest one is if we're lying. You expect me to tell the truth. It's, Morally. It, you expect me to tell the truth. You expect me not to take your laptop. This nice laptop right here. I will take it in a heartbeat. You expect me not to take the laptop. And a lot of this new age movement, when you talk about scientists and you know the that you know that universe force thing that you were talking about. When researchers are doing research, when scientists are coming out the results of things, when uh, pharmaceutical companies are putting out commercials saying that if you take this, your diarrhea goes away, or um, you know the, the the health food companies, they're saying eat this, it's organic. You're trusting that they're telling you the truth. You're living out a value system, a moral framework that is absolute. To say I'm trusting that this is what they say it is. But if you hold on to a new new age worldview, you don't necessarily have to abide by that. I'm not saying those who embrace the new age worldview don't have a moral framework. What I'm saying is where did your moral framework come from? Because once a moral framework is transcendent beyond the, the group of people that believe it. So once the moral framework affects other people and the moral framework um, involves other people, it becomes transcendent to some point. So where did it come from? Where do you hang your hat on it? Where is the solid base? Where is the home base to which you can refer back to and say, this is where the worldview comes from. This is where that moral absolute comes from. So if I lie to you and I give you the wrong results, you want justice. Where, where does that come from? There is an absolute factor for all humanity that desires for us to have truth and for us to be told the truth and for us not to be deceived and for us not to be stolen from and for us not to be raped and for us not to be uh for us to pursue justice and for us to celebrate life and to mourn death there is a an absolute there is a universal understanding that this is how things play out but this system the new age movement it's not the case that is not the case and the thing about it is which always grabs my attention even though not all new agers believe it is if if i fail in this life i'll come back in the next or i'll reincarnate in the next and then try again so even if you fail you can just keep on trying and trying and trying but yet where does that end oh so you're talking about the reincarnation piece yeah it's strange because it's oh my gosh it's so strange the question comes why so there's a lot of you know objection to to 
to scripture. There's a lot of objection to uh, the truth uh, uh, and the validity of scripture. And if you check out our previous episodes, when you go on iTunes or you go on SoundCloud or you go on YouTube, you're going to see our previous episodes and you have the historicity of scripture. You have who is Jesus. We have several episodes that we touch on the historical piece um, and, and we get really deep into uh, the validity uh, of the philosophical claims of, of Christianity, the, the historical realm of scripture and so forth. So check out all those previous episodes. We're not going to dive into that right now. But there's so much objection to that, even though all the proof is there and, and it hasn't been debunked and, at all, which again, check out the episodes, you hear what I'm talking about. There's no questioning from a from a reincarnation standpoint there is zero questioning as to what is expected of me what is it what i i came back i was in a it's a guessing game the whole thing is a guessing game i'm just guessing the whole time there's no standard there's no you're just guessing we'll let you guess no problem what in the world and that's cool that's okay we have we have absolute we can talk, we can, we can sift through it, we can question. We have that in Scripture. Scripture actually allows it. It embraces it. It says, research, do your due diligence. It talks Paul about it in the New Testament. with the Greeks. Yeah, it talks about it in the New Testament and the Old Testament. Do your due diligence. Do research. Check it out. Because at the end of the day, when, you, when you're all said and done, and if you've actually done your due diligence, you're going to come back to say, just as uh, Andrew Flew, the f- the the the, uh, the psychologist, um, uh, he was a professor at Harvard University, avid atheist. He came back and said, you know, after all the research that he did, he says, if there is a truth, it's got to be Christianity. This is an atheist. Well, he's like, I'm not believing. I'm not going to believe in Christ. But man, after I did my research, the only consistency that I find, the only one that really brings things from A to Z, the one that has, uh, you know, the, 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 the earthly implications, that has uh, the systematic approach to life, the, the only one that addresses the things uh, 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 of, of the most difficult kind, origin, uh, meaning, morality, destiny, all these things, man, when I look at this thing, if there's a truth, it's got to be Christianity because all these other worldviews, man, they don't add up. They falter. There's too many holes in the system, but we fall for it. And yet, just looking at that, all the holes in every single system, but yet you have the new age in itself pulling from all that. That's the thing. Oh, my gosh. So in itself, it crumbles just by just looking at one thing. Right now, let, hold on. We, I got to pull out Hank Hanegraaff. Right Hanegraaff. Hank Hanegraaff. Hanegraaff. If you don't know, Hank Hanegraaff is probably coming out backwards, but Hank Hanegraaff, the Bible answer man, got to check him out. He has a little uh, segment here on the New Age movement, and I'm not going to read all of it, but it says, first, New Agers hold to a pantheistic monism. Thus, their view is God is all and all is God and all is one. Additionally, they believe that the universe operates under the law of karma. And they embrace the doctrine of reincarnation. Furthermore, the goal of New Agers is to spiritually evolve and tap into their human potential, just like G talked about earlier, to ascend and become masters or spiritual guides. To attain such enlightenment, New Agers engage in occult practices such as astrology, magic, 
psychic healing, out-of-body experiences, and meditation. The NU Age Meditation, for example, the goal is to stamp out the self and to become one with the impersonal cosmic consciousness of the universe. In sharp contrast, biblical meditation seeks to center oneself on the personal creator of the universe and does so through a singular focus on scripture. That is a huge contrast where biblical Christianity focuses on the creator, has a personal relationship with the one who created, mm-hmm. and the latter, the New Age movement or, or, or spiritualism, mysticism, there's an impersonal consciousness where you really don't know whether you're coming or going. You don't really know where you stand. You don't know, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. But you put all your faith and trust in this that we really do not understand. We haven't been communicated expectations whether we've done enough or we haven't done enough. If we faltered or we didn't falter. Um, whether we've actually achieved enlightenment or we haven't achieved enlightenment. We rely on somebody else to tell us that we've achieved enlightenment. And he doesn't really know if he's achieved enlightenment. Like, it's just strange. Yep. Super strange. But it's 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 funny in a way because they're always seeking a higher sense of elevation. But yet through it all, knowing or believing themselves to be gods, they're not seeing that they are at fault themselves. No one is perfect. So their definition of perfection is basically since God is all, you're moving God to now your level. Ooh. So now you can put the blame on God. Because God is us. Is us. So you can put the blame or on yourself. God is someone else, not you, because you're mm. seeking elevation. Mm. So you're higher now. You're in the pedestal. You're in the top. And yet we're not perfect. Just like the Bible says, we can't do anything by ourselves. Everything is because of the grace and righteousness of Christ. Well, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, which means we are imperfect. And in our state of imperfection, to believe that we have even the remote capability of becoming divine on our own merit is insane because I barely got through today Mm -hmm. at my job and I know exactly what I need to do day in and day out and yet nothing that I produced was of nothing that we divine yeah it was of no divine magnitude because then again we have to ask the question what is divine what is the measure of divine magnitude where is the measurement and to them it's just humanity that's not evolved that's how they state it and 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 because it taps into the spiritualism you get into a lot of drugs um you 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 get into uh not only drugs, but I mean, you have those. It's it was psychoactive drugs. Let me let me correct that. It's psychoactive drugs. So um, you get into this place where you're finding, in order to tap into a, sp- a specific spiritual realm, which I believe one can tap into that spiritual realm. Scripture affirms that those things are true, and in fact, um, if I had continued with that Hank Hanegraaff uh, excerpt. Uh, he talks about that, or he brings that up, uh, and it's from Deuteronomy. It says, uh, Deuteronomy eighteen nine 
through 13 says when you enter the land of the Lord your God so we're talking the Old Testament um, uh, Israel uh, is giving you do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire who practices divination or sorcery interprets omens engages in witchcraft or casts spells or who is a medium or spiritualist or who consults the dead so right there it's telling us that there is a realm of spirituality for sure but we're tapping into a spirituality that is the void of god's blessing it is the void of god himself and a lot of these new age movements are merging or trying to get their way into the church to where you have churches that will practice thing i mean you have you have entire religious systems that are built on doing these drugs mm -hmm. getting into this place where you can see really crazy things I mean, one of the things that claims to be Christian is uh, the snake, the snake. Uh, I don't know if there's snake charmers or what, where they get uh, venomous snakes. The the preacher. Oh yeah, and they drink. They drink the venom of snake. Yeah, Correct. and you get high. Yep. Or they get whatever the psychoactive effects, and so because you're in that state, you get. I mean, they, there's religions out there, mm -hmm. Rastafarianism, where you smoke weed and you read. Like, not everyone has to, right? That's the promotion. But if you're going to get anywhere in the system, you got to get high. And then you got to read. So when you're in that state, you're just, you're, you're in this place. You're in this different realm. You're not sober-minded. Scripture says be sober-minded. Um, and this is not to put judgment on folks that do that, right? Because we're all imperfect. We all, mm -hmm. we're all in a place where where god uh, apart from the grace of god i would be struggling with the very things that i'm talking about so just to be clear um but the, the when we're talking about the new age movement specifically the the essence of it is to tap into this spiritual reality that is extremely extremely contrary to who god is and there is no truth behind it. There is no substance behind it. It is an experience. Mm -hmm. And G talked about, you talked about that when you're talking lucid dreaming and you were talking about, yep. just give a little bit of, of, you know, of what that is just real quick. You had talked about it before where you're like in this new dimension and all kinds so of stuff. So when you're studying magic or when I studied magic, uh, you supposed to reach this, this state where it's like astral projection, but it's a cross between astral projection and lucid dreaming. So I would typically lucid dream into this place. Now, this place at the time I called it or the language I was taught to call it was called Hitigan. But Hitigan is basically your astral plane or your spirit dimension. And in it, you see gurus, you see spirits, you see the wise ones. So in the dimension that that talking from magic standpoint that mm -hmm. G's talking about, you're in the dimension and you see spirit guides like gurus and so forth right yep okay and in in the the actual plane itself you can actually talk to people who are there you can even go where it's like you see like a huge metropolis like a huge world in itself but it's so advanced but yet everything is connected to nature and technology so it's like breaching the last stage of human evolution quote unquote by the new age standpoint but it's yet what i've learned to be it's demonic in essence they've had eastern philosophy teachings there they had 
demonic teachings there things that normally man would never really even study you would see there or you would meet people there that teaches you that type of thing and this is all in the spirit realm that's all in the spirit realm yes correct that's insane yep and it's real and this yep. is real this is a place that g's been to this is not a place that we're imagining hours hours there and we have uh there's I an mean, episode that we talk about the whole thing briefly if you uh not to give a shout out to that movie or make you run to go watch it but um in Doctor Strange, if you see Doctor Strange, you seen Doctor Strange? No. In Doctor Strange, is it the one on Netflix? It, it's on Netflix. It's a Marvel movie. Got it. Okay. When you're watching it, I probably seen it. Then. I can't watch that movie again, only because it's so real when it's talking about Eastern philosophies or teachings. I usually tell people, yeah, that movie Doctor Strange was all good with the storyline. It, it followed the comics, but watching that movie, I can't watch it again. Because when he was going through the trances, he was going through the astral planes. I lived through that. I know. When I saw the depictions of everything, it was so real to me that I will not watch it. Because I already know gates will start opening up and I will start getting like enticed again. It's wow. crazy. And I don't think it's too far from reality when we look at like some of the horror films out mm -hmm. there where you kind of have to be so deep into understanding and it needs to be communicated so well on the mm -hmm. screen that you kind of have to, it, it has to be a lot of what you would experience. Yep. So it makes sense. But we had talked about this in a previous episode where a lot of the creatives, uh, you, they tap into this spirit realm and some of it comes from this new age philosophy. So when you're talking about the Beatles, um, you know, Michael Jackson, Alistair uh, Crowley. Crowley, Rolling Stones, all those guys that we had talked about, uh, they, you know, that this is, this is their, their wheelhouse is, is the new age movement. And so some of the dangers of the new age movement, you know, when we talk about from a biblical standpoint is this merging of ideas and it infiltrating the church. So you have pastors talking about karma or you have, uh, or People. maybe they don't go out and say the term, but they're basically they the right. Term. Yeah. So, I mean, they like to throw a lot of scriptures saying that uh, I, I've heard this one night when I was listening to a sermon where it was there was a youth pastor from a church. I won't mention any names, but um, he was saying, oh, um, yeah, in scripture, we see that because he cursed you, God's going to curse them now. And he'll just start throwing scriptures out. But he'll say it in such a way that it's like, oh, because that person did this to you. Now something bad's going to happen to them. Not wishing blessings upon them or love upon them. It's just this is going to happen. That's going to happen. So I was just like, what this this sounds like karma. It, the name's not there or the title is not there. But I was just like, so this whole sermon's all about how God's blessing you. So it's just the focus is now on the self. And not about showing love, not about grace, not about repenting, showing humility. It's just about how God's going to bless you and curse others if they don't follow the way you're following. Yeah, or or what you, we had mentioned uh, earlier today about uh, the name it, claim it. You know, name it and it's going to come. You, you go and I remember when I was job searching about six years ago before I landed the job where I was, I was very discontent in my previous job. And, uh, and a lot of it fell on me because of my lack of appreciation and my lack of contentment uh, with what God had given us. Um, 
and a lack of repentance. And it was like during that time where I really understood the need for repentance and how how following idols really just destroys, um, you know, oneself. And so it was a really good time for me. But I remember during that time, um, one of my guys, he was like, yo, man, because I was talking about applying for a corporate uh, position with Publix. And I was like, I don't know how to go about it and blah, blah, blah. So I put in the application and I mentioned it to him. And he's like, you just got to drive there and you got to stand in front of the Publix. And you got to put your hands on it. and You got to say, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's going to be yours. That's not biblical Christianity. Nope. That's not historically accurate. That's not even Jesus' teachings. That's no teachings of Paul. That's no teachings of Peter. There's nothing in the epistles. There's nothing. Doesn't exist. So he was saying that, and I was like, man, you know, maybe, 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 maybe. And at the end of it, at the end of the day, it's it's got what is your will for my life? I don't really know. A whole lot like sure i have pursuits i have goals you've given me opportunities you surrounded me with people and i have to be strategic and use reason and knowledge and logic contrary to what uh, you hear out there in the circles where um you know where they say christianity is illogical where christianity is doesn't use reason all of that's false much of of that type of thinking and philosophy when we talk about reason using uh logic using uh you know uh, the void of um uh, n- or not breaking the uh the what is it called the um the non-contradiction the law of non-contradiction so adhering to the law of non-contradiction ensuring that uh, whatever your worldview is it is logical it can be explained it's systematic mm-hmm. there's no flaws in the system all that stuff comes from christian thought it comes from uh, christian philosophy the ethics and all this all that research and all the challenging um so everyone who says that uh, there's no logic no reason there's it it, it's false it's just a flat-out lie um and so anyway so he you know he god has given us those tools to be logical and be reasonable and 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 be able to do research and all that good stuff but at the end of it at the end of the day my best me, the best version of me, the best version of myself on my best day, I fall short of perfection. I fall short of God, mm-hmm. of being God. Eastern philosophy or the New Age movement talks about you are God. You can achieve enlightenment to the point where you become a guru or you become someone and if i had a moment to spend a day a full day two days three days a week with a guru you will see flaws you will see sin you will see lies you will see deception in that individual because we are all flawed Mm -hmm. and our only and our only hope is that we would have an absolute reality. We would have an absolute moral standard. We would have someone who we can revert back to to say, my values, my value, not just the things that I believe, but my worth has an intrinsic, it's not just based here, because if it's based here, it's relative, right? Your life is worth trash. My life is worth amazing. So let's get rid of this guy because this life's, this guy's a piece of garbage. 
right? So not that G's a piece of garbage. I love G. <laughs> but that's that's what this worldview brings. It brings this brings you to this place where I'm better than you. Your value is nothing. Mm-hmm. You deserve everything you got. If you're homeless, you deserve that. If you've been on welfare before, like I have, you deserve that because of X, Y, and Z. I mean, there's no grace. And those who practice grace are practicing it contrary to what the real karmatic system is. Um, and even then, well, if you do good works, you're doing and you're going to get good back. So there's always like a motive. There's always an interior motive behind it. But there's no desperation when we look at who we really are. We peel back all the layers. It's so much focus on the self, but yet That's no what self-accountability. There, there's no self-standard. And the only standard we really have when we look at scripture is when we see that in God, God is all perfect, all knowing, all powerful. And in not a force. And in comparison to him, in comparison to this personal being, I fall short every time. You had talked about it before. You were talking about it's not about me becoming my best self, but what? It's about becoming Christ. To them or the new agers, they believe Christ consciousness is becoming a better version of yourself everyone's capable of becoming that version and yet no matter just like mike was saying no matter what we do no matter what i do we fall short time and time again when the spirit comes into us or like when jesus says uh, follow him we're taking up the cross daily dying daily and the spirit literally tears everything out comes in us becomes a temple i mean we, we're a temple so he comes in us and what does the scripture says he gives us a new heart a new mind new spirit new desires new desires but yet we reflect christ we're image bearers meaning it's not about becoming a better version of myself it's becoming like christ mm. that's the problem with a lot of people or what i see as uh, a lot of christianity it's usually or when they're combating something, I should say, is that they're always saying, we'll take pornography as an example. They're always saying, I must overcome porn. I must overcome porn. If I take porn out of my life, then I'll be a better version of myself or I'll love my wife better. I will love my girlfriend better or whoever. Which from a practical standpoint, that might result in that. Well, I'm not, we cannot take that away. We're not taking, yes, we're not taking that away, but... You're forgetting that even though you take all that away, you're still going to have that desire ultimately. Mm. We're men or women. So that's like in our nature. But yet Christ comes in. We repent fully. And with that new mindset coming in, he replaces everything, gives us a new heart, new mind. So we're now humbled and now we have his grace the righteousness of Christ is within us. So then with the new thoughts in mind, we stay away from porn. You know, we were talking about this. Um, I think we were talking about this uh, this week or last week. I mean, my wife would tell me my my memory is, is going away. Um, it happens. It happens to me a lot. You know, but it it's like when we've had a real encounter with god like when we really come to a place where we understand who i am in light of who he is and i understand that he is god and i am not i understand 
that I'm a flawed human being with flawed desires and flawed intentions, even on my best day. Even when I go and I want to do charitable works, my heart for charitable works is selfish. <clears throat> Absolutely selfish. Even setting up the Facebook Live, getting frustrated that I couldn't get the connection going. I, you know, internet was down. I was just getting so frustrated. Why? Because pride. Pride was getting in the way. I wanted it for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it because I want to ensure that I'm caring for people that I love. I'm not doing it because, you know, at that moment, I am doing it for those reasons. But at the moment, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about me. I'm thinking about my image. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about my worth and my value. I'm not thinking about anything else. So immediately, even in the good intentions, a, comes the sinful nature that's within us. And I was thinking about it, we were talking about it the other day and and how when we come to that place and we worship God, it's not for us to be that we're better than someone else because that's not never the case. I think in the book of Corinthians, it talks about Paul when he's addressing people. He's like, he starts naming off sins. Like he just starts naming off sins. He's like this and murderers and liars and this and sexual this and blah, 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 blah. And as he's doing the list, he's, he's essentially looking at his audience. He's writing a letter, right? But he's looking at his audience and he's saying, of these things were you. All these things that I'm saying, this was you guys. Don't ever forget that this was you. And we do that all the time. We, we forget. You get a little bit of knowledge. You get a little bit of understanding. You get a little bit of philosophy in you. Pride takes over. You just fast. get, yeah, we just get filled with this misunderstanding. We become misinformed because we think we're a better version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're not really dying to self. We're not really pushing away the evil that is within us. We're actually embracing in many ways. I'm not saying always, but when we have this reality, when we have this encounter where we understand who we are in light of who God is and we have the truths, the understanding of truths and we're wrestling with uh, the philosophies of the world and we start to dissect things and all this stuff. Man, how easily you, in my standpoint anyway, how easily I forget. I like what uh, Francis Chan talked about. Um, I was looking at a sermon where he was talking about depression and anxiety and going back to the Corinthians, what uh, Paul was discussing he keeps saying that, yeah, you were this, this, and that. Don't uh, don't forget that. And then Francis was just like, we easily take that. So as he, he's giving an example, he's like, I'm preaching to you guys right now. And then I can say, I no longer do what I used to do. But yet, when we look at scripture, scripture doesn't just say, yes, um, you're dead to sin. You're dead to sin for life. But scripture reaffirms always that to trust in god but also to die daily like it's not a one-time yes the all our sins have been paid by the grace of god right but also we fall short every single time and while we're here on this earth we are inclined to follow our nature that's just the thing even paul paul struggled with it many times and yet daily we're supposed to die to our so sin. when we get to this place to stay on topic with the new age when when we have leaders 
church leaders, pastors, elders, all that stuff. When when we as the congregation elevate these people mm-hmm. to a place where they don't belong, and I, what I'm saying is when we elevate them to this place as if they are gurus, where they have done the wrong, they're, they're the enlightened ones, mm-hmm. and to get near them to just touch their cloak is to be healed. Mm-hmm. We've got it twisted. Yep. We've got it absolutely twisted because that is not the case. Scripture does not teach that. Scripture does not teach that. We are all sinners in need of God's grace. And though Christ comes into our life and we now have a positional righteousness before God because of the merits of Jesus, Mm -hmm. not because of my merits, because I'm cool, because I'm smart, because I studied all these things, but because of the merit of Christ. Yeah. It's because of the merit of Jesus that I have any opportunity, any value at all. Because if that doesn't exist, then I fall into this crazy relativistic system where I don't know what I'm worth. I don't know if I've done enough to gain enlightenment. I don't know if I've done enough to earn heaven or if I'm going to come back. I don't know uh, where the start of my philosophy is. I don't know where it ends. There is no limit to how much contradiction exists. We, our society's big on mm-hmm. trying to trying to fight contradiction. You say one thing on a tweet, and you say something else when so you're when people. you're what? Forget about it. You tweet one thing and you say another. Forget about it. You're gonna get ripped a new one. Mm-hmm. Yet when it comes to practical living, we embrace this new age philosophy that is full of contradictions. We ourselves mm-hmm. are full of contradictions. We are insane. When we embrace this new age movement, but, but most of us don't know exi- don't know it's there. Yep, we don't realize that it's We've there. We've been taught since the beginning, or since we're born. Right, it's been fed in movies a lot, especially in movies. It's been fed lower. It, it becomes like a like little catchphrases or little like Avatar. Sayings. Avatar, straight new age. I love Avatar. Don't get me Avatar. Avatar that movie is amazing, but. It is straight new age. And also, we were talking about it in the beginning. Um, I love the I love the whole Star Wars. Like I love it. I've My wife read, is obsessed with Star Wars. Eh, I've read I prefer thousands, Godfather. Thousands know. of books, thousands of books of Star Wars, and yet Star Wars to its core. Even when you're t- uh, st- talking about it in the cult, the cult people even say the cultists they use Star Wars to teach others, or they use it to influence others. And yet, that is straight new age. It's all new age. That's the craziness. And then we're taught all this, and yet, we wonder why, a, like a grand majority of people are not atheists. Because <laughs> we're taught it's all about the self. It's, which is basically the core of new age. It's even our prayer life, bro. Like, okay. think about our prayer life. Our prayer life is like, yo, you know what? I I prayed to God that I wanted this, and He didn't give it to me. Uh, during the time frame that I told them that I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. What? The God of the universe, the God who created heaven and earth for all that is seen and unseen, all that is seen and unseen. I don't know what I said. I, My tongue twisted. Him, the one who spoke the world to existence that did not have a consultant at all to say maybe the sun should be this, the sun should be that. We have the audacity to say, as believer, I pray for this and he ain't give it to me. So peace out, son. It's all about me, son. What? 
that's new age that's new age thinking because if you talk about biblical if we talk about church history and we just look at the foundations of or the tradition the church tradition you'd go back to even in scripture these dudes were casting lots believing that god's sovereignty was such that they would cast lots and they would say that's where god wants us to go mm -hmm. When they would ask God for something, they would believe that God would do it because they believed that's what God purposed for. But there would be healings in Scripture. People don't talk about this, but there would be healings in Scripture where Christ himself would say, that you can't command. You have to pray for. Because in that instance, God didn't give them the authority to pray to, to command it because it, it's God. It's all God. It's always been God. And he says, "Cast you demon, get out. Demon laughed. Ha, ha, ha. And Jesus is like, no, nah, that one, you don't, you don't, you don't tell him to leave. Mm -hmm. You pray and, and, and ask, is that your will, God? Because, yeah, God's the one who's going to be doing it at the end of the day. But then we have people who usually always say something like, oh, uh, because he didn't do it. Or they claim that God is not all powerful or all all knowing because something happened or because, let's say, for example, someone has a disease so automatically i'm praying for it so god didn't do it oh god is evil automatically without understanding science as well the biology of people seeing the history of that lineage what led up to that person getting that disease or something. right diet diet is a big part of it our environment and yet automatically always the blame is god is evil so you're lowering god then to your standard and now you can blame god but my positive thinking went nowhere Yep. My positive thing is not going to heal me. Now, should it be God's will? God, heal me. All right, God, I prayed to you twice. Heal me. God, I prayed to you three times. Like Paul. Paul said, I prayed multiple times for this thorn to be removed from my flesh. Whatever, or whatever this mm -hmm. thorn is, whether it was a spirit or disease or people, no matter what it was, God removed this from me. And I prayed and he did not take it away. You know what? His power is made great in my weakness. So his grace is sufficient. I'm going to rest in his grace. I'm going to rest in the fact that he is God. His ways are above my ways. His thoughts are above my thoughts. I am a created being. I am clay. If I stub my toe against the corner of the couch, I'm crippled for the rest of the day. <laughs> because I'm that... I'm going to trust in his sovereignty. I've asked. I've put in my petition. I am his child, and I asked him. And if I ask my father for bread, he's not going to give me a rock. But, man, I haven't heard back from him. God, I'm going to trust you. You are sovereign both in feast and famine. I trust in your infinite wisdom. There's nothing else that I have. Who do we have in heaven but him? Who do we have on earth but him? It has to be all him. It can't be anything else. So when we look at that, when we think about that reality... The new age movement just doesn't fit into the Christian biblical Christian system. It just doesn't go. It crumbles in itself. Period. It's a self-defeating system. Like from a from a secular philosophical standpoint, it self-destructs. But the most that you will see on social media, the most you will see uh, on television and movies, the new age movement is where it's at. Yep. And that is our future. That is the that is the cultish future of our political system. That is the cultish system of our education 
system mm-hmm. where it's this melting pot of ideas and it's one thing to teach the ideas and it's another thing to then reject right it's so funny it's hilarious we embrace all of the ideas but christianity we throw in the garbage that's how it is always. is christianity that much of a threat but yet christianity would always be a threat to every other it has always been and it always will they killed jesus because it's literally one of the only ones or it's literally the only one that claims absolutes it, god is absolute he's absolute reality is an exclusive jesus, measure jesus didn't say you will find another way jesus said i, I am, am the, way. the way i'm the truth i'm the light all the other all other worldviews rely on self all mm-hmm. other worldviews you line them up and you peel back all the layers and it's all about self what can i do to pull up my bootstraps and walk forward and achieve some level to where when we find god if a god is in the system when we find him we point to him and we say you owe me because i did amazing works and you owe me the only system is biblical christianity that says i pulled up my own bootstraps i walked the walk i talked the talk i fell short God, have grace on me because I committed crimes against you. Do you forgive me? Do you forgive me? Because I committed crimes against you. And he brings forth his son as a tangible Mm -hmm. forgiveness to say, you don't have to guess. There is no guessing game as to whether you've done good enough or you haven't. You embrace my son. He paid for your sin. You don't embrace my son. You're relying on yourself for your salvation. Just like every other system, just like every other secular world, you just like everything else that is not biblical Christianity. There's no guessing game here. Yep. I don't have to guess. I don't have to wonder. It's you here. You have to reincarnate. I don't have to reincarnate. I don't have to keep working at it. The insane part is that I want to work. Ah! That's such a contrast. <laughs> right? I, I, I want to, now that he's given me a new heart, he's given me grace and I love him. I want to do it. Not because I have to, but man, he loved me so much. He loves me in spite of who I am. God, what do you want? Let's do it. Let's. Yep. And that's the thing. You become so, you become repentant. That's, that's why we have the term born again. Because you literally die to your old ways. And it's like everything or anything you do, you do it all for the glory of God. And we and it's a worship thing. It's worship. Everything you do is worship. And even just speaking to him becomes a relationship. So prayer is not essentially just you meditating or on like some shrooms or something. It's literally you talking to God in a personal level. And, and it's worship to the highest degree. And that is that's the essence of worship. Mm-hmm. And that's what stems the motivation. It's not, and it's not that I'm better than you. It's not that I've achieved something greater. It's not because I'm smarter. It's none of those things. And in my Christian walk, I'm guilty of believing my own hype. Yep. And looking at other people and looking down at them and saying, oh, they don't know this. They don't understand systematic theology. They don't do this. They don't do that. Just foolish thinking foolish thinking when it should just all be worship 
and I want to point you to Jesus because of what he what he's done. I want to point you just because I love you. I love God and God has loved me so much. That is my motivation. But we can become so foolish and we can go right back to what this secular worldview is. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to just wrap this up. I think we went extra overtime on this one. Yep. Um, but uh, how long? What's the time on 62 there? 62 right Ooh, now. Ooh, yeah. We went extra overtime. Episodes are supposed to be about 45 minutes, but... Um, we just had so much to bring to the table. Yeah, so Proof Beyond Reason. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, we have uh, we have a, a, the Instagram ins- account now. Yep, Instagram. Uh, iTunes, Instagram. iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. You can check out all of our episodes on all of those uh, platforms. We'll be uploading this episode. Uh, it will be recorded. G will put it up um, uh, this Saturday. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Ah, I don't want a false promise, but uh, sometimes we're not consistent on that. But uh, but it'll we be will, up Saturday. But we will put that episode up. Uh, just want to show love to everyone who's out there. Thank you, everyone who has uh, supported us. Uh, we we were checking our, our year end statistics, and our followers were just you know it, it was amazing to see. Uh, f- where our followers were and how quickly uh, folks are listening in. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much uh, for listening. And we hope that whatever material that we're giving, it's a blessing to you. Uh, if you want to chime in, if you want to talk to us, email us at uh, proofbeyondreason at gmail.com. Send us a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just want to love on you guys. And um, and that's it. So uh, signing out, Geology. Geology. Mike the Baptist. Out. We love you guys. Peace.